I, I, anyway, so I like this service. I just wish they would make an, I just they make an app for me. I wish they would make my easy life already easier. <laughs> I wish they would make my my modern life of leisure even more uh, luxurious. Yeah. I'm not nice lounging. I'm only lounging like five to six hours a day right now, and I oh, feel man. like you gotta crank that up. My grandfather didn't toil for twenty hours a day for, for me to just lounge for six hours a day. He toiled so I can lounge for twelve hours yeah. a day, I'm, and I feel like what the fuck. I'm not so sure you understand why he toiled. No, I never really spoke directly to him. He was dirty. <laughs> this is we have concerns. I'm Anthony Carbone, and I'm Jeff Canada, and animal personalities. Do you think what? animals have personalities? A dog's got personality. Do you think it has a dog personality, or do you think every dog has its own personality? I think every dog has its own personality. You're a good man, Jeff Kanata. Don't you think? I do. I definitely I mean, do. anybody that's ever been around dogs for a long period of time knows that there's dick dogs, mm-hmm. and there's, like, awesome, cool dogs. And sometimes it's breed-related, but sometimes it's not. Like, Yeah, I guess I don't know enough about dogs to know that. I have a Pomeranian, and people assume that my dog is going to be really barky. Your dog's awesome. And bite their ankles and be a dick, and my dog is just chill. Well... He's excitable. He's excitable. But not in a loud, yappy way. No, he's excitable and like, dude, I'm so excited you're here sort of way. Going down the chain here, at what point do you think animals stop having personalities and are just sort of, they just don't have the brain capacity to be individualistic? Do you think there's a point where that happens? There has to be, doesn't there? I don't think single cell organisms have personalities, so there's got to be a cutoff point, right? Is the, yeah, is the demarcation like brainstem? Is it brain? Is it? A brain of a certain capacity, like what makes yeah. Where where point does personality develop? Yeah, there was a study that was put out recently um, that says ant colonies have their own personalities. The colony as a whole. The colony as a whole can have an individual personality, and then different wow. ants within that group sort of show different traits. They're saying that ant colony personalities have a lot to do with environment. It also has a lot like to do... Like if the colony is around a lot of picnics, it's like an awesome, cool, yeah, happy it's colony. it's like a chill party colony. Yeah. Party ants. Because they love picnics. Yeah. It's just, oh, God. They're all over the blanket. Ah. Oh, but look at, how, look at how happy they seem. Oh, God, no. We gotta... Let me get out the bug spray. Wait, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Are you gonna spray them? Wait a minute. Are they wearing tiny party hats? Look at them. Oh, they're, my God. I think they're in a conga line. Hold on. Let me get out the magnifying glass because oh they're so having so much. Oh, God. Wait. You're burning them. You're burning them. Oh, oh God. No, I'm sorry. What have you done? Oh, oh no. God. Wait. This one's dying. Let me, put the, let me put the magnifying glass up real close to him. He's got a tiny sign. We only wanted to rage with you, bras. <laughs> I'm a monster. You're a monster. They only wanted to rage with us, bras. This says that uh, the... The personalities have to do with environment, but also individual or groups of ants will show different personality traits. How do they determine that? Well, it depends on what they do. They, you know, and your definition of personality, right? Yeah. So personality is just for their purposes, the choices that a living thing makes in any given moment that that make you able to identify it against another living thing of the same species, right? I might so like, use the word behavior, though. Yeah, but that's kind of what it is, right? Okay. So decisions equal behavior, behavior, you know, one ant will take more risks than another ant, right? Is that personality or is that just a <laughs> it's difference? It's like the bungee jumping yeah, extreme the Brock ants. of the ants. Yeah, there's Brock ants and then there's the North American red ant. <laughs> um, if this ant is displaying more of a proclivity to take risks than another ant is when does it stop being just a difference in chemicals and start being a personality 
right? Right. But if they're saying that it has to do with environment. So, yeah. So with the environment, ants that were more north in America mm-hmm. tended to Canadian be. Canadian ants. Canadian ants. Um, they tend to be into sketch comedy and hockey. Super polite. Really polite. Can I take the sandwich? Please, can I take a couple bites of the sandwich? It's like it's cool if I can't. Like I'll, I'll try to come back. I'll leave you a toonie for it. Toonie is a thing I know. The ants that are in colder climates tend to be more aggressive and tend to take more risks, mm. even though they're the same species of ant that you find in the south. Is that not just a survival necessity? It is, but what differentiates survival necessity from personality? Ah, you just blew my mind without even warning me. Right? You could choose as that ant to not be aggressive, to not attack more. Right. So there are certain things that they're doing that are 100%. You can look at it and be like, well, they have less time to gather food. So they're more aggressively taking risks to get food. But these ants tend to be more aggressive in other areas, too. Oh, I see. So it carries over. Carries over. So that's when it becomes personality. If it's not a direct necessity for survival, if it's only informed by your your necessity for survival. I mean, a lot of the things that we do every day. Right are just based on right. survival instincts that we have left over. That's when I'm not lounging, I'm just surviving. <laughs> yeah, and uh, got a professional football player who is conditioned to be aggressive all the time, carries aggression into his personal life, that becomes his personality, mm-hmm. and it's informed by what how he gets his meal ticket. Yeah, was he aggressive to begin with, and that's why he's a football player, or is he more aggressive now than when he started to play football? Right. And it depends. Is this personality in these ants? Right. Well, and, if think, ants have, and if ants have personalities, what does that mean about every living fucking thing on the planet? Yeah. If an ant has a personality. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting that it, it is so tied to environment because I feel like I see that in humans, that yes. environmental conditions. We were just joking about Canadians, but... Right. People who live in a certain geographical location tend to have a personality that is... And there are things that are around that that are, that are like culture and, sure. you know, uh, ancestry and stuff like that. But isn't that sort of informed by environment Very as well? Very much so. Yeah, your culture is definitely informed by environment. And here's what's We tend to think, you know, people are individuals, right? I could have a friend that I've known very well that's from, that's from the South and I know him as a person. But then if I go, what are people from the South like? Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily the way my friend acts. Maybe he has some of those traits. Right. Yeah. So how I much think, does your environment inform your personality here? I can tell you that I'm a different person here in L.A. than I was when I lived in New York. Hmm. I'm a very different person. And it, I think it does have to do with environment and environmental stresses, right? Yeah. And in a lot of ways, your culture is formed by your environment. But what culture is, is when you take something that was formed in one place and bring it somewhere else. Right. That sort of defines culture. I'm bringing with me the things that were necessary here that formed here because of uh, the the food that was available, the weather that was available, and I am holding on to that. I think that's how we define culture of a certain people. You think about the Florida Keys, you think about the Greek islands, you think about places where you can't build these major bustling cities, so they don't, right? Yeah, right. And you're always on a beach, and you're in a smaller area, and you know, there's a smaller population. And your cuisine is is formed by what's available around you. Yeah, and it's, you know, maybe, especially in the key, it's like, it's it's very warm, so it changes your your energy level throughout the day, and changes how, that could change how aggressive you are, for sure. Right. How much control do we have over our personalities? If I feel like I'm a very different person in LA than I was in New York. You want if, you to, if I move back to New York, would I just become that guy again? 
That's or would I stay the guy that I am now? You want to calm Anthony down? Just turn the air conditioning off. Yeah. Just warm it up I'll in just here. Just fall right to the floor. <laughs> I just turn into like a puddle of goo. You know that blob fish? That's me. That's me in LA when the air conditioning is turned off. Jesus. It's very interesting to think that ants demonstrate this, but I wonder if they demonstrate it because they were, have to work in such a social structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, bees would be another thing like that. And I, I wonder if, if, and I guess all animals have a social structure at some point. Yeah. But I wonder where the cutoff is for creatures that they're just a lone wolf, Dottie. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> a rebel. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to think about because then, well, if ants have some semblance of a personality, what about sheep, goats? Yeah. Fish. Yeah. What, what about animals? And you know, you know where I'm going with this because I'm, I'm a fucking vegetarian. Right. Don't eat them because they like, well, have awesome personalities. But does this change? Like, cause I think a lot of people, when I tell them that I'm a vegetarian, number one, I'm not a fucking political vegetarian. Right. <laughs> Everybody's like, do you mind if I have this hamburger in front of you? No, motherfucker, eat your hamburger. <laughs> I'll cook you a hamburger if you're hungry. Right. I'm just not going to eat a hamburger. Just know that that hamburger was a hell of a guy. Just know that I know that hamburger. Great, great guy. I rode that hamburger to school every day for years. <laughs> And that hamburger would wait for me. Personality on that guy. Ugh, uh, man. It was the nicest hamburger you'll ever he meet. He would bend over backwards. In fact, he, he'd give the flesh in his body for you to have a good time. And he did. And he did. Think Hope you enjoy that. that. Yeah, chew 20 times before you swallow. Because that's how you get all the nutrients. From my friend. <laughs> when people talk to me about it, because people usually want to bring it up with me. I don't usually want to bring it up. <laughs> Uh, but people want to get into it with me about it and they'll say, well, like, you know, I've just, I've seen these animals and I don't, you know, I don't think they are that smart and I don't think they do have person. Like I hear that a lot and well, I think that's is personality I, tied to intelligence. I don't know. I yeah. don't think it has to be. Right. Uh, and so that becomes a thing. If we can define personality the way we just did for those ants and personality isn't necessarily tied to intelligence, even though ants have a very, a very high social intelligence for, their, right. you know, for what they are. Does, would that change the way you feel about the food you eat? No. <laughs> I mean, what if I just assume they all have dickish personalities? Well, let me tell you something, man. Uh, we were in Iceland, and Iceland has these goats. Cutest fucking, they're, they're sheep. They're like sheep-goat hybrid things that are only in Iceland, but they're, they're sheep. And they're the cutest things in the world. Man, they are so adorable. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck those sheep. Those sheep are assholes, man. They, they stand in the road and they stare at you. And if you like get out of your car to just be like, okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. They come at you and they make these loud noises and they're just a... Like, Fuck them, man. What the fuck? They're... They're dickish animals. They're dickish animals. And like every time, like Jess would just would have a dinner and they like serve her Icelandic sheep. I'd be like, "Yeah, eat that sheep. Eat that. Eat you that fucking sheep. eat yeah. that sheep. Chew I want to watch you chew that sheep up." I just because a guy's a dick, do you hit him? I don't think you you want to eat the animal because you hate it. But I also don't really need to spare it. Right. Come yeah. on down to McDonald's Farms, where we guarantee every animal's an asshole. I heard I'm here for the petting zoo. Well, we do do that. You should be aware that every one of these animals is a class A dick. 
I figured that out when your assistant put this anti-pit bull suit on me. Yeah, it's kind of required pet, can here. Can I pet a duck? Uh, you can. That duck's going to flip you the bird. And Why? probably want to peck your balls off. <laughs> Oh. Have you seen Donald Duck get pissed off? That's how all these ducks do all the time. Oh, well, maybe I can meet a goat. Yes, you could definitely meet that goat. He called your mother a bitch. <laughs> yep, gotta, gotta tell you, you kind of asked for that. Can I just, maybe a, maybe a chicken... Just well, you... <laughs> All right. Okay. Just fucking kill these guys and put them on a plate. I got good news for Just you. Just put them on a plate. Our cafeteria is open for business. And if you have any psychological problems about eating meat, we can guarantee every damn one of these... You... I'll eat. I'll eat it. Just make the goat stop hitting me. <laughs> oh, I don't want to mess with that goat. He, he, is, he is the alpha goat, and he will fuck you up. <laughs> I want to eat this goat. Kill this goat. I want to eat this goat. I want this goat dead. I want him on a plate. Um, I don't know why we gave that goat a switchblade. That was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be nice if you could just guarantee that you're only eating the... You're, you're, it's it's maybe a little social engineering at yeah. the animal level is not well, what take, we want. Well, take it away from would you, would you eat them? I mean, how does this make you feel if we know that every animal has personalities? How does it make you feel about just like other things? How does it make you feel about pet stores? How does it make you feel about yeah. uh, zoos? How does it make you feel about circuses? Like what's going on in your head? Like not in a PETA way. Well, it is kind of a PETA way. I guess it? it is. Yeah. But God, I hate PETA. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they don't have a great personality. They're not awesome. They're the, they are the alpha goat. <laughs> they really are. Of organizations. But it, it's hard to go down that road too far because then you do get all crunchy and weird and and like I don't think Is it crunchy and weird or is it a way that we just maybe we don't need to change things, right? Like you don't need to stop eating the animals that you eat, but right. should you be more aware of what the nature of that animal is? As you're eating it? Like, does that change the way you approach your... You know what I mean? Like, have a hamburger. Absolutely have a hamburger. There's a food chain, right? I'm going to keep drinking milk. I'm going to have eggs. Like, fuck it. Right. Should we be more aware of the traits, the characteristics, the personalities of the animals that we eat? Should we be more aware of that? Does it matter? Should we not think about it? Should we continue not thinking about that because that's better for us? Right. Are you saying that it, it, it changes the equation that they have a personality or does it change the equation the kind of personality that they have? No, just that they can have a personality. Yeah. Like That they're just emotionally robust enough to sustain different yeah. states. Should we know that like about our food? <laughs> There, there are whole movements now where it's like you should, you know, you should know where your who made your furniture and who made your clothes. Right. You can decide like if you you need to buy cheap clothing, still buy cheap clothing, but just be aware of where it comes from. Right. Right. Be aware of where expensive clothes come from. Be aware of how, be aware of how everything is made and how everything fits into the world. Right. And I yeah. and I think like we have sort of a a willful lack of knowledge about the objects and things and stuff in our lives. Well, let me challenge this entire premise just to make sure we know where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. 
Is there a chance that these scientists looking at these ants are projecting personality where there is none? Could be. I mean, and that's that's the thing is figuring even, out even on a dog. Is it a possibility that we project personality because we? They've look actually for those done things? a lot of. There have been a lot of new scans and tests and studies on dogs that show that they do have a very high level of emotional intelligence and they do have a high level of social intelligence. Uh, same thing's been done with, with dolphins, with, with gorillas. And the problem is, like, because we can't directly communicate with them, yeah. there's no way to be like, hey, dude, are you cool? Yeah. You know, and because we tend to test animals, we tend to look for human traits in them. Yeah. And so it actually, I think it's the opposite of what you just said, where because we look for human-like behavior and human-like qualities in them, Uh we actually tend to judge their intelligence and their personalities more harshly. It's like, think about this. You're a sci-fi guy. If you meet an alien... That, I hope I meet an alien. All I want to do is meet a Please fucking alien. Please just true. let me meet a fucking alien. I don't even care the personality. God. There's this big question where it's like, how do we even tell that we've met an alien, right? Because if it's fundamentally non-human, uh-huh. and this you land on an alien planet, and this giant eight-legged beast comes lumbering at you, yeah. do you shoot? Or do you wait because it's just a giant lumbering eight-legged beast who wants to take you to see its village? Right. You know what I mean? And because it doesn't have the same look the same physicality, the same social cues that we do, how do we know intelligence in something else when we see it? I was just listening last night to a radio lab mm-hmm. where they were talking about an ape or a chimpanzee maybe it was uh, that was um, integrated its entire life. It only saw humans mm-hmm. and they taught it sign language. It was integrated. It would, it would get up in the morning and go make tea. Like it would take tea packets and make tea and they would chill and hang out. And one day, the dude, and it would like, they left magic. Chimpanzees can drink tea? Oh, yeah. They love tea. Holy it's like, shit. It's, it's, the, it's like their favorite hot beverage. Oh, my God. Anyway, I just love monkeys even more. So it would like, they left magazines out. Yeah. And one day, they found this ape or chimpanzee. I can't remember what it was. Looking through a magazine, looking at human females and masturbating. And they were like, we, it doesn't know it's not that. Like, that's all it. All the only sensory input that it's gotten is from human beings. So they introduced a opposite gender of its own species. Are you about to tell me that I've been a chimpanzee? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that oh God. you are that chimpanzee. Oh, God. Yeah. And I really don't appreciate you masturbating constantly while I'm talking. Well, you never said you didn't appreciate it. You had a very appreciative look in your eye. Well, it was more of a, it was more of bemused curiosity. I saw it as coquettish. (laughs) That's what I saw it as. But it's crazy, right? That like, and then they introduced uh, the opposite gender of its own species and it didn't know how to handle it. It was like, well, what is this crazy creature? I don't know what this is. Gross. All I know is humans, yeah. and I am a human. And the conclusion that they came to is that it existed in this weird rift between species. It was neither its own species nor human. It was in this weird middle space. Like an anamorph. A total anamorph. Wow. <sighs> now. That's like crazy interesting to me that it's that smart and it's that malleable. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it does show me that, well, there's definitely personality and intelligence up at that high. And right. for me, it's just kind of like... We need to figure out how we define intelligence because we have a very human idea of what intelligence is. Right. And we need to f- define what we consider emotions and personality, which is hard to do because these are not tangibles. 
Right. These are not tangible yeah. qualities. Forget about what you're going to eat tonight. Think about where we're going to be in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And will we be able to notice and see what's around us when we go to, you know, other planets, other places for what it actually is? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to have this very dumb, limited human, like I said, eat a hamburger, but understand that the cow is smarter than your dog who you love very much. Right. And know that. I've talked to who've been around cows that says they're real dumb. Yeah. They look dumb. They yeah. feel dumb. Right. Yeah. But they have a different kind of intelligence. Yeah. So it's. We need to figure out what we consider intelligence and what we consider important intelligence, worthwhile intelligence, right? right. So when we go to a planet, we can decide whether they're space cows or space, space chimps yeah. or space people. Right. Yes. I want to eat space cows so bad. I would probably stop being vegetarian temporarily just to, just eat, to, a try space space just to eat a space cow. Yeah. What's a space cow like? I'm sure it's different, if nothing else. It just tastes like space chicken. <laughs> All taste the same. It's all space. Chicken. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, what what animals do you think have personalities and intelligence? What animals like where do we draw that line? I would I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us. We're at wehaveconcernsshow at gmail.com. You can also send any cool stories you've seen this week there. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. I'm at a carboni and I'm at Jeff Canada. And uh, if you want to leave us a review on the iTunes, like a little like a little uh, that's, that I don't shows know, that's dolphin high that's dolphin for leave review. <laughs> They dolphins love iTunes. They do. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a stretch. Good day.